Greetings, people of Earth. You have stumbled upon Voluntucky, the podcast that is all about creating a voluntarist world in Kentucky. And when I say Kentucky, I am referring to the geographic location, not the boundaries and territory of a particular set of thugs. Podcasts with a libertarian slash anarcho-capitalist perspective are already very different from other podcasts, but this one will be different even among them, because I am not here as a commercial for voluntarism. I am not here to change your mind or to convince you that voluntarism is the way to go. I am here to speak to those who already understand this. Welcome to episode 14, Membership Changes and Short-Term Project Goals. If you've gotten a chance to look over the Oath and Tenets in the Becoming a Member page, you'll see that tenet number five is success is achieved through long-term vision combined with short-term action. And we've talked a lot about the long-term vision part of making Voluntucky a reality and and hitting the 10,000 member mark and the consequences of what that will will mean. And it's crucial that we keep that vision in mind with every move we make to incrementally achieve that goal. But if we're not taking immediate real-world steps in that direction, then it's going to be impossible for that long-term vision to happen. So today, that's what we're going to talk about. And we're going to lay out some targets to shoot for in making those things happen in the foreseeable future. But before we get into that, I want everybody to be aware that there have been some changes made to the charter and membership pages. On the charter page, there have been some very minor changes to the wording, but nothing in terms of the spirit of the document. I've just thought of some better ways to state what it already stated and maybe make things a little more clear to the reader. I've reorganized the way things are listed. So rather than the the jury process being explained before the accusation process, I just thought it would address the things that people will be the most curious about first if the accusations portion was before the jury portion. But nothing has changed about the way any of that will work or how it will be done. So Um, Some people have taken issue with the idea that after the trigger, we will assume the right to try people for tyranny or property violation who were never part of the Voluntucky community or ever signed on to the charter. And they think that somehow that's the equivalent of creating a new state. And I've responded with this. If you murder my grandma... (laughs) I don't really care whether or not you previously signed an agreement saying that you wouldn't murder my grandma. (laughs) Property rights exist outside of the charter, just like they exist outside the Constitution or any other thing that any person ever wrote on paper. And it doesn't matter whether or not you agree to not violate property rights. If you do, you're going to be dealt with. So don't expect any changes to be made regarding that part of the charter. It's not going to happen. But an actual change has been made to the membership page. Not in what is required to become a member, but in what will happen once you are a member. As far as the Voluntucky cryptocurrency being distributed to new members, 
I received a suggestion a while back. Instead of uh, every new member from one to ten thousand receiving the same amount of currency, that it would help to deflate the currency and create value for it if it were a stipend. So the first person to receive currency would receive more than the last person to receive it. And the amount given would be incrementally less. And I wasn't against the idea. I was just giving it thought. Uh, above all, I want to be fair in the process, but I also want to incentivize people to join sooner rather than later. And if I refer to tenant number two, the difference between technical and moral right and wrong is an illusion. Then that means that the fairest way to do this is also the most efficient and effective way. There's no actual discrepancy between doing it fairly and doing it effectively. So doing it right is doing it right. The thing that made me actually pull the trigger on redesigning it as a stipend was that someone asked me, if the currency were to have value of, say, uh, $1 per coin, just to keep the math easy to understand, what's to keep a current member from paying someone, say, 1000 U.S. dollars to become a member, and then that person agrees to immediately sell the 10,000 coins they get when they join with a value of $10,000 to the person who paid them $1,000 to join? then, you know, if they want, they can immediately revoke their own membership and quit the community. <laughs> and my initial thought to this was uh, nothing prevents that. If people want to work out their own side hustles, why should I have any ability to forbid that? But then I thought, should a potential incentive exist for people to become members who don't really have any interest at all in becoming members. I don't want to depend on those people, you know, they, if they just want to make a buck. Like I'm always saying, everything runs on incentives. And if that incentive exists, then it would be antithetical to the ultimate goal of having 10,000 members. If nothing were changed about the way this is set up, then it's entirely possible, though I don't think it's very likely, to hit 5,000 members who already have all the currency that will ever exist and there's no currency left to incentivize 5,000 more members to come on board because all the current members already hold all the currency. Uh, new people could still come on board, but th they would have to earn or purchase their currency to do business with. So that could be a hiccup in the design. Now, the value of the currency is going to be dependent on how many people own and use it. So the coin will not be as valuable if only 5,000 people can use it as it would be if 10,000 people can use it. Which is why I say it's possible but not likely that the currency could run out and there would only be 5,000 people who have all of it. Because the lower the value of the coin, the less it would be worth paying someone to become a new member. So I use the extreme example of it running out when there are 5,000 members to draw the illustration, but that's highly unlikely. But that same design flaw makes it quite likely that 9,500 people could wind up owning all the currency because a bunch of them essentially pre-bought the currency that would have been created for the remaining 500 people who want to join for all the right reasons. 
and all that currency already went to the people who immediately rescinded their own membership and only joined to get a quick payday. Uh, it's questions and potentialities like this that are the reason I'm always asking my listeners to help me see my blind spots. This is something I hadn't even considered. So I have a couple different solutions to this. The first is the stipend. If those who join later would receive less money than those who join sooner, then there's less incentive for that quick payday for someone who doesn't really care about being part of the community. But does that mean that it might be a lot harder getting the last 1,000 to join than the first 1,000? Maybe. If receiving the money is the only factor you take into consideration and you ignore all the things that 9,000 people will be able to accomplish that 1,000 people couldn't. And of course there are tons of other incentives in opening up that truly free market among that many people. But the stipend in itself doesn't completely remove the possibility for an incentive to exist for some people to pay others to join and here's why. Whether that incentive exists will be entirely dependent on the value of the coin. So the first person will get 10,000 coins, but so the fuck what? <laughs> what are they going to be able to do with them? There's no one else who can even receive the coins in exchange. So the very first person will receive coins that have absolutely no value. Now, this is assuming that my original plan isn't already in place to purchase real estate with donated money and rent it out in exchange for the currency. That would create an immediate value for that person. But if that isn't a possibility or if that person already lives in Pulaski County and doesn't want to move, then there's nothing else that that first recipient can do with the money. But the last person to join will receive 1,000 coins, 10% of what the first person received. But they can use those coins to trade with 9,999 other people, which is an option that person number one didn't have. So the last 1,000 coins will absolutely have more value than the first 10,000 coins. But if person number one still has 10,000 coins or or 50,000 that they've earned, or if they've only got a 1,000 coins left when the 10,000th person joins, those coins will still have the same value per coin as the coins of the last person to join. So as they say, everything comes out in the wash. Those who have the right mindset for building wealth will turn their coins into more coins, and those who don't have that mindset will watch their coins wind up in the hands of those who do. And even if there were no stipend and everyone did receive the same amount of coins, it would still work out that way in the long term. But there might be some unwanted side effects getting there. People are still going to be people. The original plan was for 10,000 members to each receive 10,000 coins upon becoming members for a total of 100 million coins to be created. Instead, this is the new plan. That number will decrease by 1,000 coins with every 1,000 new members. So the first 1,000 will still receive 10,000 coins. Members 1,001 through 2,000 will receive 9,000 coins. Members 2,001 through 3,000 will receive 8,000 coins and so on until the last 
1,000 members will each receive 1,000 coins. So if you add all that up, you'll see that instead of there being 100 million coins, there will, there will now only be 55 million in total. Hopefully you already understand that this will have little to nothing to do with the value of the coin. When the trigger is reached, those 55 million coins would have the same amount of value as the 100 million coins would have. They may be worth even more than the 100 million would have uh, because of the issues that have been dealt with and doing things differently. But like I said before, the stipend alone doesn't completely fix the possible issue. So uh, I'm going to put this next idea out as a more permanent fix, and I'll let you decide whether or not it should be implemented while all of this is still on the table for discussion. A mechanism that would be much more likely to dissuade anyone from paying someone who doesn't really want to be a member to become one could be set into the algorithm of how the currency is created. That same system that creates the coins can be designed with an ability to uncreate them if a certain criterion is met. As the membership process currently stands, three randomly chosen members must unanimously approve a new member. When this happens, those members punch in their private keys into the system and that will cause the new membership to be created with its own private key. And that will also create new coins for the new member. These coins could be issued on a probationary term of, say, six months. Uh, they could immediately be traded and used just like everyone else's coins, but if that new member rescinds their own membership, that could be the criterion, say, within the first six months, all the coins that they were originally issued, no matter whose hands they're in now, would transfer back into the pool to be issued to new members. So... If you paid someone, here's what that fixes. If you paid someone to become a member and they rescind their own membership the next day, any coins that they transferred to you would disappear from your wallet as soon as that rescission is logged. Now, if you already spent all those coins and that person rescinds their membership in five months, then those coins would disappear from the wallets of whomever is currently holding them. And this would be a shitty deal for that guy when he had nothing to do with the original shady deal. But that would also be an incentive for anyone chosen for the three-person review of a new member to do a damn good job vetting that person. Since that review board is chosen by lottery, it will be statistically highly unlikely that anyone on that board were in on the deal to approve this person who doesn't really want to be a member and pretty much impossible that all three of them were in on it. So the things they would be forced to consider is, what if I approve this person, and then I or someone I know winds up with some of their coins that have worked their way through the market, and then this person leaves the community and our coins go away? Even if it doesn't happen to them, it will happen to someone, maybe a lot of people. What things would they want any other community member to consider when reviewing a new member and putting their money at jeopardy. Incentives, folks. Everything is about incentive. So this might be an incentive for anyone chosen for the three-panel board to take their job 
seriously. So the stipend is already written into the membership requirements, and I don't expect to be changing that, but this idea about the coins being rescinded after they're already in circulation is something I'm still considering, and I want to get your take on it before it goes into the final tech platforms. If you don't like it, now is the time to speak up. Which brings me to my other topic for today, and that's creating some short-term goals that are on the immediate horizon that, that can help us keep our eye on the prize of the ultimate vision. And one big deadline that needs to be set is when will the charter and membership requirements be finalized? I can't leave them open to debate forever. Uh, actual membership can't even take place until that first member is able to sign on to something that is permanent and they know that the rules aren't going to change after they've agreed to them. We can't even recognize any agreements until then. Now, if I want to make as sure as reasonably possible that all the best ideas have been submitted before I finalize, then I can't really set a date for it because time isn't the deciding factor for whether or not those ideas have all come in and been thought about. That is going to be dependent on listenership. The more ears I have reached, and the more people who have logged onto the website and reviewed all the documents, the more I'll be able to say, yeah, odds are all the best ideas have definitely been heard already. So right now, as far as I can tell, we have 24 regular listeners and a few hundred downloads, which means most of those listeners have listened to multiple episodes. And to those 24 people, I just want to say thank you. You're the shit. <laughs> fuck the other 7 billion people on earth. I don't give a damn how many people don't listen to the show. The only thing that matters is the people who do. If we had a million listeners, that's still only a tiny fraction of the population. And 99.999% of people still aren't listening. Fine. Fuck them. <laughs> Statistically, 24 people isn't very different from 1 million. It's not about the people who don't want to participate. It's only about those who do. That's how voluntarism works. So thank you for listening. But of those 24 people, I have five subscribers who get email notifications when a new show or a new blog post goes out. And one of those subscribers is me because I just want to make sure those emails are being sent out right. But I consider subscribers to be a sort of uh, preliminary membership list before there can be any actual members. If you've subscribed at the voluntucky.com website, to me, that means you're seriously considering becoming a community member. And yeah, I'm on that list and I'd say I'm a pretty strong candidate. <laughs> now, if these numbers continue to run the same percentage-wise, then I can say with reasonable confidence that for every 100 regular listeners, we should have about 20 who are considering becoming members. And for every 20 who are considering it, I can assume that about the same percentage of them will actually pull their own personal trigger and join the community. Those percentages may change over time. We'll just have to watch them and see. But with those numbers in mind, here's the first short-term goal I'm going to set for the project. I'm going to set an ultimate short-term goal 
of kicking off the Voluntucky Project with 20 done-and-done, died-in-the-wool members already living in Pulaski County, having agreed to the charter, and having their own private membership key. And just as a side note, those membership keys will allow us to verify the total number of members without revealing who those members are. So if you're worried about being on a list that the state can later get their hands on and use to crack the whip down on individuals, fear not. <laughs> Blockchain to the rescue. <laughs> now, uh, if I backtrack those percentages, that number of 20 members would mean 100 subscribers on the preliminary members list and 500 regular listeners. So when we have 100 subscribers and 500 regular listeners, whichever one of those hits the mark last, that is the moment when all of the changes that will ever be made to the charter and to the membership requirements will have been made. If the percentages continue to run the same as they have, that should mean that there will, will have been about 7,600 downloads, and at least a few hundred of them will have visited the website. Uh, if we don't have the charter and membership requirements nailed down by then, as good as they'll probably ever be, then it's not going to happen with any number of listeners. And those numbers will be the deadline, not any particular date. So that could be in six months or it could be in three years. And I really won't be able to give an estimate on when it will happen until I have enough data to tell whether the growth will be more linear or whether it will be exponential. When we start to get really close, I plan to announce a workshop to kick everything off that will be free to attend at a venue in Somerset. And there I'll be taking any and all questions that anyone may still have about how all of the dots connect, but I would hope if you're there, you've connected the dots pretty well. <laughs> and I would hope to have all the tech hammered out by then. At the very least, the Voluntucky Crypto will be in existence. Ideally, all of the other platforms that it will link to will be in place too. Uh, some of those platforms won't need to be linked, but some of them will. And if they're not linked by then, then they will never be linked. I, I'm not going to shove people into any system they didn't originally sign up for. Hopefully, as listenership increases, the people who have the technical skills to help me put those things in motion will emerge and begin to contact me. Meanwhile, I'm learning all I can about how to create those things myself, but I wouldn't look for that to happen. <laughs> Even if I figure it out, I'm probably not the best man for that job. And at the end of that workshop, Voluntucky should have about 20 of its founding members. Not that you would have any more power as a founding member than you would have as the 10,000th member. But the system will be in place for everything else to build on. Now, when you're thinking of an ultimate goal of 10,000 members to hit the trigger, 20 members seems pretty inconsequential. But let me ask you, how many of you already have 20 friends who are voluntarists living in your neighborhood? Shit, I've been working my ass off for about three years now to find voluntarists who are already living in the area. I've found three. <laughs> who were already voluntarists before I ever met them. And maybe there's a dozen more who are borderline, but I don't, I don't know if they'd call themselves voluntarists. 
but I've probably only met or made contact with 6,000 or so of the six thousand of the 64,000 people in this county, either in person or through social media. And that means that odds are there are 25 or 30 other voluntarists already living in Pulaski County. I just haven't met them yet. But 20 members would mean 20 voluntarists who you can call rather than calling police if, if someone's threatening you. That's 20 brothers and sisters who you know aren't voting for other people to rule over you. That's 20 different skill sets that can work together trading goods or services without worrying about being taxed on their trades or worrying about industry regulations. And if you possess a skill set that each one of them would be willing to pay $2,000 per year for, now you have yourself a $40,000 a year job tax-free. I'm not saying that that would be easy to do. Depends on what you're good at and what they're in the market for. But extrapolate that. If there were 100 people, just 100 out of our goal of 10,000, and you had a skill set that's worth $800 a year to half of them, you now have a $40,000 a year tax-free, regulation-free job. And it's not like you have to stop earning income from other sources. But those sources are, are going to be your prime market. A thousand people, 10% of our goal, paying you $100 a year for some service that you're able to, prov to provide, and now you're making six figures. When you start thinking about it this way, 10,000 people seems like overkill, and that's because it is. I set that number with dramatic overkill in mind that doesn't just make success likely, but makes failure damn near impossible. <laughs> if you got 300 niggas at your back, tell me what stops you from accomplishing your goal. Not a damn thing. Unless your goal is to rule over other people against their will, then those 300 niggas are going to be the thing that stops you. <laughs> so by the time we get to 10,000, I really in all honesty see the state using violence to force your participation as being laughable. But the state is not known for making intelligent decisions, so they may still try it. And if they do, they're going to get squashed fast. Now, you've already got 300 people on your side. You've got thousands, maybe even millions on your side already. But we're powerless because we have no ability to defend each other because we're too spread out. Our population is watered down with statists. I think the population of the world outside Pulaski County needs to get more watered down with statists because all the voluntarists moved out. <laughs> And there's a lot of side effects to that happening that will create more voluntarists, but that's the topic of another episode. So I do still want you to donate to GoFundMe.com backslash the Voluntucky Project. Absolutely. Please do that if you can. These tech platforms really need to happen. But if you don't, I'll find some way to fund those things myself. 
I still want to buy some real estate to rent out to new members in exchange for the currency or even buy some land for a, a farm market so people can immediately begin exchanging their coins for food and shelter and, and give the coin an, an immediate value. But that stuff is a little bit longer term than the things I want to accomplish today. I still want your donation. I want you to donate a click and share this show with every voluntarist and liberty-loving friend that you have. That's the donation I want from you today. That's the most valuable thing you can do to make the Voluntucky Project happen at this moment. If enough people are reached, the money will happen. So right now, while you're thinking about it, create a link, share it, or go to the Voluntucky Project Facebook page and find where I shared this article and click share from there if creating the link is too much of a hassle for you. <laughs> so until next time, thank you for listening to Voluntucky the podcast that is all about creating a voluntarist world in Kentucky. And I'll talk to you again real soon.